season two, Brady Manriquez. I wouldn't have started it with any other human being on earth. You kicked off the podcast, and now you're kicking off season two, episode 301. <laughs> longest, longest season one ever. Hey, man, I get a makeup. I can define. I do, I do the whole show. I can define what consists of a season. But uh, yeah, man, welcome. Welcome back. We're back. We're doing it like We're a back. Bigfoot. Terminator, like a Bigfoot 2, Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Finding Dory. <laughs> that was my sequel. That's your go-to sequel. I didn't want to go Godfather or like the classics here. I wanted to oh, yeah. with a curveball. What is your favorite sequel? Do you have one? Mm. What a weird question to start off an adventure sports podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I have a sequel. Hear yeah, me out. Tell me. What are you thinking? The Office Season 2. I don't know if that's a sequel or not, but it was great. And of course, like, you know, obviously all the classic ones like Empire Strikes Back and stuff. I mean, I'm trying not to say any of those, right? Yeah. I mean, nothing is coming to come back to me. We'll see if I got right, We'll come back to you. Here. Major League Two, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Caddyshack Two, all the terrible comedies. What was the second Ninja Turtles? I don't remember. Ninja oh, Ninja Turtles 2 was good. Secret Ooze of the Ooze 2. Yeah. Secret of the Ooze? Yeah. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Anyways, we're back. Right? Yeah. Hey guys. Do I sound refreshed and uh you sound energized, my man? You are you are I'm <laughs> we're at different wavelengths right now, but I'm I'm trying to get to where you're at. I see that's the difference. <laughs> Brady just... summer refreshing, you got the summer glow, you got like you've clearly been outside a bunch. Um yeah, you seem like you're <laughs> like you didn't just start the school year. But no, coming off of a good summer vacation, it sounds like you, you jam-packed full of stuff. Yeah, man. I don't was... know. I've been listening to the replay episodes a little bit, but curious what you've been doing when you haven't been lining up podcasts. Like, what's the Ward family summer like? What's the Chris Ward family summer? I was trying to think. Like, I'm going to be – this is, like, not exaggerating here. Like, I think it was the best summer I've ever had. Like, it was oh awesome. Gosh. Did was I successful at not being as busy? I'm not sure about that. Like, I think I'd give myself a solid like B minus on that front. You know, that was like the intention, right? Was the pursuit to not be as busy? I thought it was just to be busy with other stuff, <laughs> to take some things off the ta the table so you could replace them with other things that you wanted to do. I like think that's just family being hunting. Adult. You know, yeah. Like, that's the thing I remember you, you saying is like, you know. It's summer. One of your girls is old enough to kind of like go hiking with you. You'd like to go with them and not have to worry about lining up a podcast, recording, editing, and then doing a repeat. You know? Yeah, I think that I think it, I think overall I was fairly successful. Like obviously, like I've been recording a few here and there, um, yeah. you know, but it wasn't nearly as like like the summer before. It was like film a movie catalog all that <laughs> yeah. podcast and it was just like way it, i just needed a break at that yeah. point but, but yeah man it was good though man uh but i have to say this uh, i'm gonna turn around on brady manriquez really quick no what? You just you just moved to a commonwealth uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> isn't that it it's not a state it's a commonwealth virginia yeah, I, mean, uh, I relocated to richmond virginia i haven't ever uh both my brothers are out here in richmond and uh yeah, I just picked up and and you're looking at I'm, I'm mostly moved in. I'm feeling settled in. I've been here for about a month now. 
but uh yeah i'm looking forward to like getting out and exploring here yeah well you asked me a question a few weeks ago you're like hey i moved to the town where both my brothers live <laughs> is that weird and i'm just curious like why do you think that's weird i think that's so cool well i don't know instead of like going out and like i guess the perception of like going out and doing your own thing blazing your own trail but it's like just join wherever they they showed up at but it's been awesome to be able to like end the work day and hang out with my brothers i didn't think that was going to happen i thought they, i thought we we're going to be in completely different cities like me in chicago these guys having relocated to virginia too but now i get to hang out with them on the at the end of the day we joined a little bocce ball league been helping like rehab a house uh <laughs> So yeah, hanging out in the summer in an unair conditioned house, <laughs> painting walls and pulling uh, nails out of walls. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man, dude. See, and I'm an only child. I, that makes me want to have brothers. And the <laughs> fact that the Manriquez boys just took over Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, I'm looking for, like I'm it's looking one for of that. the shining spots on the in the United States now because <laughs> of that reason. Well, some some lucky uh, random uh, kickball team is going to inherit the three of us in September. <laughs> so we, we joined as like uh, individuals on this like, uh, I don't know, intramural league and decided to do kickball. But we specified that we had to be on the same team. So some group is going to inherit the three of us and it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I love that, man. It's like when our kids sign up for soccer. It's like, what friends do you want to put them on the team with and you write their names down? But you guys sign up for an adult intramural, just putting your brothers on it. It's just yeah. going to be genius. It is. It's a lot of fun. We already made an impact on the bocce battle scene. We're, we're on the, the Facebook homepage. All the promotional materials includes us right now. <laughs> can you guys, can you do me a favor? Will you show up to the kickball league, but not like pretend like you don't know each other? Like pretend like you're not no. brothers, even though there's definitely a Manriquez look that happens. Just imagine uh, the dude from what's the British cake show, Bake British Bake Off. Oh, Paul Hollywood. Yeah, your long lost Manriquez brother. This is this is Lindsay's contention. I don't know. That's hilarious, but yeah. But you guys show up and then you just start playing, and people are like, "Are you guys related?" And then play it off completely straight, like, "Nah, dude, no." I yeah, we could definitely pull off some kind of a shenanigans a crazy intro. Yeah, we could do some shenanigans there. <laughs> Joe and Tony are two. I mean, I'm the one <laughs> that they're like, okay, maybe not. But as soon as Joe and Tony are in the same room, there's no way they're not related. And your dad too, just hanging out. Oh my god. Like, yeah. <laughs> um but dude, okay, so I want to talk about a couple things. Uh <laughs> I wanted to bring Brady on just because I love Brady. And he, you're, you're like the absolute best and you're the OG of the podcast. So <laughs> welcome back. But uh, yeah, I want to, I was trying to think, I did actually think about this this summer. I was like, okay, it was a joke that I called it season one. Like that was yeah. just an, a funny, like I thought it was funny that. That was a long streak, man. You really committed to like a, a consistent podcast yeah. every week. That was a lot of podcasts in a row. It what was like. Year, what year did you start? It was six years ago. So this is like the six year anniversary is the wow. start of this. And as, as soon as I said that right on time, my kids are walking in the room. What's up? <laughs> well, they're whispering. What's up? Yo, so anyone playing me? What's up, Zoe? This <laughs> one, this one was a tiny baby when we started. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't even know that she was like, was she born when she you first was. started? She was. Okay. 
Yeah, go for it, dude. Close the door, okay? Love you. Okay. Uh, no, she was like a newborn when we first started, but that was six years ago. So I can always remember how long I've been doing the podcast because it was like a month after Zoe was born. I do. There's one of our episodes where like somewhere in the background, you can, you're clearly bottle feeding a baby. And you that was the first one. No, the first one in the in background the, as we're talking. Yeah. In the middle of it, Lindsay walks in and she hands me the baby zoe and i'm like like rocking her and stuff yeah but uh but yeah so i was thinking i'm like man you know i do have an opportunity for like fresh start if i wanted to try some different things like Mm -hmm. maybe i could go about doing that um and i do have an idea for a format and i hope it works i hope it um just a little bit different where like one episode a month um i would try this this kind of new thing and the idea is i really want to have a year where i'm stepping outside my comfort zones in all sorts of different ways um and so there i want to do basically like these self experiments for a month you know and so for example over this last month i journaled every single day like i tried to get into the habit of sitting down writing a journal. I didn't have anything specific I was writing about every day. I wasn't answering any questions. I would just kind of like write whatever like came to me on that day, Mm -hmm. you know, like whatever thoughts I had. And so I did it pretty consistently. I will say I missed, I think I missed like four days of it. Uh, A lot of times on Saturdays, which was interesting because you'd think you'd have more time then, Mm -hmm. but it's like less structured, I guess. Right. Um, Yeah. You're getting up a little bit later, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think like the coolest way to do this, if I can pull it off is also have somebody, whoever it may be, you might want to do one, Mm -hmm. do it with me for that month. And then at the end of that month, that person can come on the podcast. We can kind of talk about our experiences of like how it went. Um, Uh I kind of dropped the ball on the first one. I didn't find anyone to journal with me, but I also thought journaling would be a good first step because then I could get into that habit because like obviously if I try a new self-experiment in September like I'd want to write down like my Mm. thoughts and how it's going and that when it kind of builds on it you want that as a foundational first thing you try for 30 days yeah exactly exactly and I like honestly like it's funny it's one of those things where um basically like I can sit down and make 10 minutes out of the day to do a lot of things Mm-hmm. But I realize journaling is a lot harder because it does take thought. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm, I can kind of do yoga. I know it's not like technically like super yoga or whatever, but I can do, I can do yoga while the kids are in the room sometimes. And I've been doing that for a whole bunch of days in a row. Mm-hmm. But with this, it's more like I have to sit down in a quiet, it like forced me to like sit down, quiet room. I- I've named that as like New Year, a New Year's resolution a couple of times in the past. And it's, it, hasn't been very specific so that's probably why it didn't like catch on for me but i've I've definitely had like write more that very generic write more i think that's kind of what i mean is even just journaling whatever comes up um whether you add structure to it or if it's nonsense or if it's whatever but every day yeah i think that's a really good goal to have anything that you already know top of mind you definitely want to do I don't. I've started collecting a list on my phone. I think what I want to do next month and I have to run it by my family because it involves them. And like, obviously, they're like a huge part of my life. But I think the opportunity is there for us to start implementing like family walks, even if it's to like the end of the block and back. Mm -hmm. We could do that. And September, hopefully, knock on wood, it like actually 
becomes nice weather. And so we could do like a family walk at night. Cause right now we're kind of in our routines and nights are very busy, you know, but it would be nice to just put that time aside and like have a little bit of family time. So, yeah, I think, I, gosh, I don't even know so many different podcasts over the, over the last few months, who knows what it was from, but someone was talking about how they had instituted growing up that like every Sunday or maybe even Saturday, but they had like no one in, no one out. So does every meaning like no one's leaving to go anywhere and yeah. no friends are coming over. Yeah. And the family is just in the house. Yeah. Um, that could but, be very good or very bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of weird. It just, what you're it's what it's reminded me of you talking about that is just yeah every week having time where it's just you and the family doing something that's very specific going for a walk's a great one Perfect. yeah well and i think like it's intentional like hey this is our time as a group as a mm -hmm. you know unit together as a team you know um i could also see that there I can foresee moments where it's like, get, we're going on our family walk. Come on. And like they're like holding the door and I'm like, come on, pull them, like pulling them outside or something. And I'm like, oh, this is not what the intention of this is. Uh, so we'll see. I'll have to workshop that. There's obviously like, I've always wanted to figure out a way to handle phone usage, phone temptation, and it's yeah. hard. And I thought of a couple ideas there um, that may be interesting. Obviously, mm -hmm. one would just be like straight up use the phone for phone calls and maybe yeah. text messages just because, yeah. you know, you don't text someone back. They feel like, you know, what's is everything OK and stuff like right. that. You know what I mean? But yeah. like take all the other apps and don't even take them off my phone. Like I want them on there. I want the temptation and I want to be able to like resist that if possible mm. but you know it's just trying to figure out when to like that's the one i know i need to do you know that's a tough one i mean i, I keep i take, keep having big size thinking about that because like i could really use that but boy is it integrated into my everyday i mean it is all steps <laughs> let's think about this dude i was explaining this to my students with the whole phone thing Cause we even like, we're like, put them in your lockers. Cause even if they buzz in your pocket, you're going to be distracted by them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But think, and I, I brought up, I'm like, okay, imagine like you love playing guitar. Like that's your thing. You love playing guitar. It gets you in the flow of things mm -hmm. and you're just jamming out. You're like Neil Young, just <laughs> and you're just like jamming away. And then all of a sudden your phone buzzes. And even if you don't pick it up, in your brain, you're like, oh, I wonder like who texted me. I wonder who called, like, what is that buzz for? And mm. now you're like, not like Neil Young and like, you're not jamming like Neil. Anymore, no, you know? no, he wasn't <laughs> thinking, I wonder if she responded back up, like while he's on stage, he wasn't yeah. thinking about backstage going like, I wonder if she responded. Yeah, Neil Young just jams on stage, you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so like those are a few ideas. I'm willing, though, if people like want to like write an email or whatever at like a Bigfoot at Gmail, like I'll take ideas, anything people think might be good to try. Like, obviously, yeah. obviously, they're all going to be like somewhat personal to me, like that I'm interested in trying, you know, are, are any of these are these all are any of these just a random pursuit of like a skill? Maybe I don't or know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like guitar would be a great guitar, one. piano. Those are always the big two. I would ask. <laughs> really? I mean, who tr truly would you rather be really good at guitar or really good at piano? 
guitar I, all day. What are you talking I mean, about? I still, That's not even a debate. Be, I still think it's really cool when someone sits, you know, when there's ever a public piano and then yeah. some virtuoso sits down. Yeah. You know, like, what's cooler than that. Any guitar solo ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, some of us have some class and some of us were born. Yeah. In the group, yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, man. So those are just ideas. I mean, uh, for me, it'd be more like <laughs> strategies to deal with the hecticness of like being an adult with a family mm -hmm. in the crazy world these days, you know, like oh. journaling is great, dude. When it, when we were at home teaching, uh, during, um, the first COVID lockdowns, I journaled every single day and I loved it. And I have this dude, I have it like right here. Like I can go back to my thoughts, you know, that's all the stuff I've filled out so far. It's like over yeah. half and I can go well, back to those thoughts and I'm, I can go back to those moments and I haven't yet, but maybe in a few years, I'd be like, what was Chris like in 2020 or 2020, <laughs> you know, I having just moved, I did go through the bins that I took with me of like childhood artwork and then but also within that is like multiple notebooks that i'd had over the years and i did yeah. flip through it and sometimes you don't want to know what you're writing no i don't i know dude you there's know? some you just cringe at you're like oh. there's some yeah there's some cringe within that but like, side note do you remember when we found travis stefan's first grade stories i found mine and you I found, found yours and I found Tony's and yeah, <laughs> Tony's was in my bin for some reason. Do you remember though? We were at a math party. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a thing. Yeah. We were studying and our whole math class went over to like Rick Stammers, who was hands down the smartest guy in our class, way smarter than all of us. And we were just like, Rick, we have a calculus test tomorrow. Teach us calculus. Cause no one knows how to do it. And then he'd like sit down and he'd explain stuff. And all I remember is that all of his homework, like the day before it was due and then like ace the test. <laughs> and he just invite anyone to come over and be like, you, you probably don't understand this stuff. So let's all like be in the same room together. Yeah. And, and everyone, now everyone and to, would pass. Yeah. <laughs> and to make it tangentially you know. related to endurance. Now he does endurance racing. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Nailed it. Um, yeah. And I just remember Travis had his first grade book over oh, yeah. there and we just started reading through it and we ran across my world <laughs> and it was like it was like the deepest thoughts from a first grader yeah about yeah. like sitting by a tree i mean i don't want to embarrass travis on here yes, but like <laughs> but i've dude <laughs> my ultimate gift to travis you know how they do cameo things yeah where you can like have a celebrity say something or whatever. It's like a video. Mm -hmm. We may or may not have got, my wife may or may not have gotten me Mick Foley wishing me happy birthday. That is, that is amazing. And I had the biggest smile. But anyways, I want to somebody, some, someone Travis wouldn't expect, but I want to send him the copy of my world or send her like whoever the person on Cameo would be and then have them read that story that Travis wrote as a first grader allowed to him. That's my with, ultimate with gift. John Luke Picard. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that voice reading my world sounds great to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That would be the guy. He was Charles Xavier. That yes. guy. Yeah. yeah. He, that would be perfect, dude. Perfect. Um, but yeah, man, so that's kind of the idea. But with the journal, like, I guess one thing that I would say has been a positive is like, as a parent, you think about um, like 
whatever legacy or whatever that you're leaving for your kids and mm -hmm. i just think it would be interesting it would just be nice for them to have something where they're like not only can i see a picture of my dad but i yeah. can like lit like read what he was thinking in the moment you know what i our family had in the basement there's a very old old suitcase and in it was my grandpa manny's suitcase and in it there's different stuff a lot of papers but some of it was just like a series of letters that he and my grandma wrote to each other yeah man. and they were like oh. physically away from one another and so but i have handwritten letters yeah. between my grandparents that are just there and that I, I have a picture of who the heck they were and i you know they died when i was pretty young yeah so i don't really have anything but i have that and yeah it helps shape that person that identity that let like you said legacy something yeah something you know in written form so yeah i understand there's all kinds of value in that kind of like written history and handwritten history it feels nice too because if you're talking about well if you're talking journaling and you held like you held up a physical book that you're writing in that's really nice too versus like i found my grandpa's flash drive exactly no, <laughs> i don't know exactly. if, that's the, if it's quite the same uh maybe depending yeah. on the level of technology we get to you one day. <laughs> this is what I want to know, man. No, so my question is, like, I've read, like, some biographies and things from way back in the day. And, like, yeah. that's where they get all the information from. It's from letters written to mm -hmm. them or letters sent. And so I just wonder if, like, these days I'm, like, I mean, I, I, I'm imagining in the future someone writing a biography about somebody and they're like pulling quotes off their Instagram or something like that just 100%. doesn't sound the same. No, I, it, it doesn't sound as like romantic or whatever. No, no. So, yeah, man. So like to have a recorded thought, like and granted, like maybe that's what this podcast is too for them. Like they'd be able to listen back and and stuff. Maybe I, I, I don't think about it that deeply, obviously, when I'm recording it. But the, the journaling, I do think about that. I'm like, oh, they'll be able to read this someday if they mm -hmm. can read my terrible handwriting. You know? <laughs> well, that's a big that's a big lofty purpose behind the would you say 30 day? Yeah, I mean, and 30. like I said, I'm this is the one I'm hoping continues as much as I I mean, I'm hoping <laughs> it continues every day. But like I said, there's been days I forgot even on this intentional month but that way i can kind of like also see my thoughts about some of these potential challenges as it goes but yeah. but yeah man so that's the dream i don't know that's like the one like obviously i've recorded a bunch of podcasts already and they're you know like interviews with endurance athletes and adventures and things but that's but kind you're, of something you're, you've got a concept it, that you kind of want to try to to execute on for the podcast like yeah kind of well i realized this recently introducing a new theme yeah like, yeah try it give it a shot see what see what that comes with that yeah it introduces a new a new element of like yeah you can do whatever you want in your in on your podcast and like uh yeah see what that evolves into and creates it's it, it does create and if you want to partner with somebody too that's even more fun it uh, would be because then we could be accountability partners and things mm -hmm. like that so we'll see we'll see how it goes i might reach out to some people i've interviewed a few times is like hey like do you have anything you want to do in mind and you just need like a buddy to be an like, accountability mm -hmm. partner but um i realized this though because of journaling is really over the last two years when it comes to a lot of this stuff i've been like an observer you know, and it's been super interesting. Like I kind of have like 
taken two years to like sit this one out you know what i mean and just kind of observe it take it in from a different perspective like when it comes to like endurance racing and stuff Mm -hmm. um and it's been really interesting and i'm so glad and thankful for those experiences because you get to see a bunch of different people going through this you know and then interviewing people for the podcast like that's kind of an observer sort of but i realized like i haven't really been the quote unquote like what's the the where it's like the man in the arena you know like i haven't really been that when it comes to like actual going out taking on something scary and things like that you know Mm -hmm. like obviously like i love trail running and i do that all the time and biking like i do all these activities but i haven't like put myself out there as like a person doing this crazy scary thing you know in that sense no, well, no, I don't know where you want to go after this. I, I just, I wanted to, knowing what you did part of your summer, you did go attend, was it Leadville? Yeah, what? so that was part of it too. Yeah, man, that was last like, weekend. Like just naming one of those big races that you might have access to. Are there any of those that you already had in mind that you're like, I want to participate in one of those? Not exactly, but that was part of it. Like I went to Leadville 100. I sat at Twin Lakes, which is awesome. If anyone's an ultra runner out there, like, and you just want to sit at like a cool ultra running party, basically. Um, and Actually, cheer people on. Like, right? I really do want to attend. You talked about this. It, it sounded like yeah. such a, a fun group of people to show up and then party with. It was so cool. And I mean, obviously, people are there as crew members and they're helping yeah. the runners and things. Once again, I kind of showed up, knew a bunch of people doing it. So I'd cheer them on and, and root for them and things. But I didn't really have like a responsibility. That was fun to just kind of hear about the amount of people you've connected with. That's <laughs> that just happened to be at this big, crazy race. And you're like, I'm not like 20 people here. <laughs> I literally yeah, got out of the car. I got out of my car and I looked over and I see this guy. And in my mind, I'm like, I know that's Glenn Delman. He's the photographer at Leadville, but he's been the photographer at Desert Rats. And I'm just like, Glenn, and like ran up and gave him a hug. And like, yeah, but like I ended up honestly like, the amount of people who had been on the podcast who were at Leadville, it was without exaggeration, probably like 25 people <laughs> who I'd interviewed on the podcast. And like a handful of them I've actually met in person, but there was like a bunch, like I met Ryan Wanless and his wife, Emily, and like I had never actually met them in person. And yet I'd interviewed you talked to them a bunch. Pete yeah. Kusselnick, like who's the man. I love that guy and I've talked to him a bunch of times and we've messaged back and forth online too. And like, I finally got to meet him and just hang out for a couple hours in person. Like that was so cool. I really liked that. But to see the athletes come in and to see some of them broken and, Mm. and yet still pushing through and still continuing on, like that made me think that made me kind of realize like dude you've been not you've been the man outside of the arena right now like you're in the stands you're watching people (laughs) and that's been rewarding in a lot of ways and like really cool and interesting as a storyteller um but it hasn't fulfilled you in that same way that these people through being broken are being fulfilled and Mm -hmm. And then you're going to top that, dude. I think I can't remember if I sent you this picture. I've been like adamant for the last couple of years being like, I've never cried at anything on Instagram. Have I ever told you that? No, I don't think so. Like, I always just feel like, you know, like art, 
that makes you cry and like mm-hmm. feel the feelings like it takes some sort of some sort of uh like effort put into it you know like if you hear a good song and it gives you chills someone thought for hours and days and weeks about that song putting that song together whereas on instagram like i know this because i do it is i can just pull out my phone take a picture of a sunrise and be like here's my run or type like some giant quote Mm -hmm. that you know and but i've read those and i've been inspired by a lot of them but i've never like fully become emotional like in the same way i've become emotional like watching a tv show or like reading a book you know but that being said i saw a picture on instagram last week from the bigfoot 200 and my kids just took my phone because i meant to give the photographer a shout out here because i messaged with him because i was like that i it didn't only bring me to tears but i kept looking at it dude huh like I kept bringing it back up on my phone and looking at this picture. Um, we paused the podcast for a second, but I brought it up and I'll describe it first, but I kept looking at this throughout the day. Like I just kept opening my phone and looking oh, at it and Let's almost, sorry. Chaos. <laughs> a little bit, but, um, but yeah, so I opened it multiple times throughout the day and I would look at it and I would tear up and I would start crying. And I was like, what is it about this picture that makes me want to experience this? Cause I'm sure some people could look at this and I'll show it to you right now. If I can share it that right there, see that. Damn. So that's a picture uh, and I can't find any of that's the info. Uh, a teddy bear. Yeah. So there's a picture from the Bigfoot 200. It's one of the last racers. I wish I could actually like find his name on here, but I can't seem to figure that out right now. But um, it's him finishing. He's one of the last finishers. And he, I didn't even, at first I didn't even see what he was clutching, but he's clutching something to his heart. And just that emotion, dude, that emotion of like, he's, you can tell this guy has a reason for being out there you can tell he has a reason for like putting himself through this physical torture almost to accomplish this and you can tell like i don't know i don't know how to describe it really but you can tell he's proud of it and yet he's heartbroken and he's just had this like really human experience right now Mm -hmm. and he's holding something and like i don't know the guy's story and i don't want to like try to guess what it is but right but right. i can say like i don't know this guy at all but i but i think as a human we all know this guy you know right. like i don't know how to say it other than that like we as humans like that's part of the human experience is that you're going to experience whatever this guy went there whatever his why was most of us have a why that's that powerful to yeah. us you know, yeah. and to see the guy crossing the finish line. And it's this beautiful, unbelievable picture. And it like gave me chills, brought me tears um, and just really made me because I went to Leadville and then I saw that like the next day and it made me like reconnect to like what these really tough challenges mm-hmm. through nature like do to people. And mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure people could look at that and be like, that was after 200 miles. That sounds horrible. But, but to me, I'm like, 
that's what I want. I want to experience those feelings that that dude's experiencing because that is a part of like being alive, you know? Ooh, that's a big, long, tough pursuit. <laughs> you know, it's like, I want to go trip. <laughs> like, <laughs> Kinda. While yeah. suffering, you know? Trip, um, trip on suffering. <laughs> I mean, no, while, I was like, while suffering, but yeah, still same thing. Like, no, it is like, it is like, I want to go pursue raw, like touching, grabbing like a hot stove, you know, something that you're supposed to remove your hand from. It's like, no, let's go focus on that. Really like that raw wire, that raw nerve that, that, you know, and come on the other, like come to the other side of that thing. But why do you think that like draws people in? Like, that's the question I feel like I've been exploring for all these years is like, what do people find from that? Because I've found, I've found it and I can't define it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're spending an entire film trying to figure it out too. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, we're trying to figure this stuff out um, throughout your podcast. I don't know. I don't Um, know, but that looks appealing to me. (laughs) (laughs) you know and i like i said i saw people at leadville coming in and and to see the state some people were in and yet to see them get up and just keep going and Mm -hmm. i'm like this is inspiring like this is everyone should see this man and these are nails man it it really is (laughs) it's tough as nails and it's it's being out there for a purpose. Like if you didn't have a purpose, you wouldn't be putting yourself through that. And it's like, what's this really deep human purpose? Why these folks are doing this, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, we're going to find it, figure it out today, Brady. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything. I don't have anything to fill in the gap there to tell you why. I wish I could be clear and succinct and like really magnanimous at the same time, but I, I lack, I lack it to the, yeah. Well, no, it's like in, you know, having talked to a lot of people, it's, it's all different reasons, but it ultimately boils down to one reason. Mm -hmm. And it's that reason is just like, we're human and like in some weird way, the human condition, the human condition, like in some weird way is like, Hey, we have been through these experiences and we need to process them in some way form or fashion and maybe being quiet in nature for hours and just moving moving and moving forward somehow that helps us process that stuff Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know Mm -hmm. it's very strange man i like it no i know it's it helps me get space it helps me prioritize things i i mean at the very least like in terms of like mental health it does a a, a whole bunch of stuff that gets talked about all the time but getting space on a very like cluttered day where your shoulders are pretty you don't even recognize that your shoulders are really tight you've been kind of hunched you're kind of clenched yeah it just kind of loosens that all up breaks up breaks it all up and then um and then something's kind of float to the surface i i would start a run thinking i when i'm done i have six things it's these same six things i need to do and i get done with the run i'd be like I have two things that I have to do. <laughs> I, and it's, they might, they might not even have been a part of the same six I started with. I, but I've, I've realized I got two things to do. <laughs> You've narrowed it down, prioritized, and like refocused on what was important. Yeah. Yeah. There's, that is like an output of it's a good long endurance thing, and especially where you get a chance to quiet your mind a little bit. 
So taking the headphones out, you know, kind of part of your unplugging, getting away from the phones, like what then does you just with quiet time to actually let scary thoughts, sad thoughts come in, you know, like, what are you, what are you going to do about that? Like, uh, well, that's what it allows for. No, and I, think, I, don't know, I mean, call it therapy if you'd like. I mean, there's it's a version of it, I, I would say. Uh, so if you don't do talk therapy, you should. It's probably really good for you. But this too. That might <laughs> be one too. of my monthly challenges. Uh, talk therapy? Yeah, man. Why not? Yeah, um, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, man. I just think that's that's so interesting. And I guess I'm just like endlessly fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. And it's a question. It's one of those things where it's like, that's a question that no one will ever have the answer to. Like it'll always be parts of the answer mm-hmm. um, or parts of the puzzle there, but you'll never fully put the puzzle together. But I'm like, I think that's part of it. Like the whole experience through your life is you're trying to figure out answers to questions that you just won't, you know? <laughs> and it's funny you brought that up, dude. Cause I remember way back when in our like monument Valley 50 mile, episode or whatever where we Mm -hmm. talk to each other and i'm pretty sure i mentioned like this is probably not the best thing for your body like physically yeah but it's it's that that is overwhelmed by like what it does for me emotionally and what it does for me mentally you know Mm -hmm. and you just have some realizations where that happens like it just something clicks in your brain during a run and you're like i'm always gonna know that now forever like i'm always gonna like i had one about self-doubt and like overcoming that Mm. and that clicked that was like three years ago or four years ago and i'm like that's been a part of me ever since like how cool is that you know it's amazing man but i do have some summer uh misadventures to tell you i know i want to i'd like to hear yeah where do you want to go you want to talk about the so you went to leadville you have a new concept for you, you put out some episodes, but you have a new concept for season two, 30 day challenge, going from being the observer to being the man in the arena. Right. Uh, but what did you spend your time on this summer? I don't know. Did you travel? This is why you're good, man. You do a good job summarizing what we've already talked about, you know? <laughs> That's a special talent you have. Like, That's what I'm, I'm here to do. I'm here to do put a little bow on it. <laughs> And it's the next present. Yeah, know. you're no, you're naturally good at that, dude. Like, I'm not just saying that, but uh, um, yeah, man. So Lindsay and I, well, a couple of trips. Um, we can start. So Lindsay and I went to Iceland. Uh, it was our anniversary trip that was scheduled for 2020. That was rescheduled, obviously, a bunch mm-hmm. and stuff. And to get nine days where it was just me and her again just and we drove around the whole island and that place is oh, like i didn't i didn't realize it was you and just you inland no yeah it was really. just us and nine days. Oh, yeah man. and to be a traveler again man like i haven't really i haven't traveled like i know overseas. you two made a pretty good point of it too made a big priority of it before you had kids and i think even when with kids you did a pretty good job of like traveling there's like one <laughs> yeah well no we do a good, i feel like we do a pretty good job like week weekend trips or you know what i mean and things like international kind of adventure yeah yeah i haven't done an international trip since like 2013 or 2012 or something is it italy 
like once the kids yeah we went to italy and greece then and then yeah. i went with my dad to vanuatu that same summer yeah. and that was literally the only summer i like did international like big international travel and to do that again like there is this idea where it just slows down time and you're just I taking think I, have one, I think i have your book oh brady has my i don't even know what that is brady oh, i don't man. even know what that is what is my book it's about vanuatu Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know what book you're talking about. Yep. That's a great. Yeah, man. So yours and you just gave it to me? Do I need to return this to you? <laughs> yes, you do. How dare you? How dare you? No, but uh but I'll say like traveling like I mean, this is not this is one of those like deep thoughts that's not a deep thought cuz everyone who's traveled has thought it. But it's the idea of like that nine days felt like a month because yeah. everything was brand new and it, you're just on an adventure. And for whatever reason, like your brain is just processing it in a different way than you process it. And you're just absorbing. Your yeah. Brain. Your brain's processing it in different ways than you process normal life, you know? And I yeah. bet you're and there's a lot less of like where I got to be when I got to be there. <laughs> there was none of that. It was like, let's drive. Let's look at the thing. And like, if there's well, depending on what kind of traveler you are, that's what I was wondering. You're, I know your travel partner is a pretty detail-oriented, <laughs> agenda-driven, checklist person. <laughs> no, so I'd say it was like Lindsay. First of all, like traveling with Lindsay, I'm like, dude, it's just a reminder of like, she's my best friend and this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, it's like, I mean, I would have rather, like, I wouldn't have wanted to travel with anybody else. And yeah. I'm like, that's pretty important to like remind myself in the midst of like being a parent with her because that can be stressful at times and mm -hmm. you know and and life can get busy and and to actually like sit with her and like be able to talk with her all day and go hiking and walking and like look at all these pretty cool things and all that like it was just something that i'm so lucky we're able to do and obviously we're like you know blessed with the like ability to be able to travel like that but um but What'd yeah, you see? we saw all sorts of stuff, dude. I've, what, I've never what, seen what, what was the weather? Is it uh, kind of like fall? No. Nah, well, yeah. And cold. It was pretty cold. It, yeah. the sun never set, dude. That was the crazy part. Uh, like we what, went out. Was that like, it was weird because we'd be sitting there and it'd be like t midnight and I'd look at my phone and the phone said sunset was like in three minutes. And I'd look out the window and it looks like it just is right now, like super bright. Yeah. I'm like, this sun is not setting. What is this? That's, what is the phone talking about? And I don't think disorienting. I don't think I could do it, especially in the winter when it's dark the whole time, mm -hmm. you know, but we went in July. So it was like peak, like middle of summer, super bright. Um, but it was amazing, dude. And I'm sure Lindsay will come on the podcast at some point and we'll, we'll basically do the like podcast version of like what my aunts and uncles used to do where they'd pull you in a room and have the slide projector mm -hmm. and just hit that button <laughs> and then talk about a trip. And after a while, you're like, I don't really care about this trip. You know, like that's what Lindsay and I are planning to do on the podcast. So, <laughs> oh. but I do have a misadventure trail running story there. Oh, there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So did you keep up the trail running each day? No, nah, most of the time I was like road running or I just didn't run. Like we ended up, honestly, we walked probably like 10 miles a day. 
just well, road running. running yeah that's still like that's still an adventure in a new place but it is yeah you, you ended up finding they have some just like the the trails app that you have in the u.s work in iceland i'm trying to remember did i think you, so i you, somehow i found I use all trail. trails and i just i wondered if it's if it's like international i don't know yeah it's just in a language you can't pronounce anything it's <laughs> like i'm not gonna try because i don't look <laughs> stupid um no, but like, so we got, we stayed down in that village that Walter Mitty skateboarded down to in the movie, yes. you know? <laughs> yeah, I do. And we were down there and it was, that was my favorite spot. It was really cool. It was kind of like, I don't want to say off the beaten path because like if you're driving the road, so is a bunch of other tourists, but it was never seemed busy. Right. But we were down there. So I woke up early. I found a trail that goes like way up into the mountains there. And there's just waterfalls everywhere, dude. You're mm. like, whoa another waterfall <laughs> like these waterfalls that would get like major traffic in yeah. the united states yeah. no one would be at them because like if you turn to the left a little bit there'd be like an even better one and you're like you think, what do you think there's someone that lives in iceland there is like i hate waterfalls i freaking hate waterfalls. just the waterfalls are so inconvenient you know, like, no like yeah <laughs> yeah they're like oh it's like moving water somehow <laughs> <laughs> um i came up with the idea of like hey Does like anyone from iceland think of waterfalls like people from des moines think of geese i don't know yeah no man <laughs> i i don't think so because i think waterfalls are majestic and i think that uh they're better than video games uh you go out i'm like you want to do something better than video game go look at a waterfall dude no. and just look at it and i'd look at some and some of these are so powerful you'd like look and be like if if i fell in like if i took like it's, five steps and it'd dude, be water is death. scary <laughs> it'd be instant death and you're like <laughs> yeah. i'm five feet away from instant death uh, uh. that's insane but it made you feel alive brady <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, long story. So I go out. Disappear out of frame. Um, so I go leave in the morning before Lindsay wakes up. It's light out. Spoiler alert. Just like mm -hmm. it always is there um, in July. <laughs> and uh, I go for a run and I found this trail that goes like way up into the mountains down there. And there's nobody out there except me and there's like a couple waterfalls obviously and i like go visit them there's sheep everywhere they just roam free which is so cool it's cool and so it's just me and the sheep and i'm running and it's like it had rain so like i'm on like these this big grassy field and i'm going through it and mm -hmm. um the, the grass is like kind of wet mm -hmm. and there's stuff there's something in I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up if I say it. I don't know. It's somewhere in the United Kingdom. Uh, you, you try it. Let's just see. Well, I was gonna say it's called fell running, and I can't remember if it's in like Scotland or like what. Oh, okay. But it's called fell running, and it's the idea of like these people are trail running, but they're going down these big grassy mountains, and it looks really hard and really yeah. like crazy. So I'm like running along and I'm like, dude, I'm like I'm basically fell running right now. Mm. You know, like in these giant grassy fields on these hills and so i get up get to the top where i'm gonna turn around and i start coming down and i'm like whoa like this is really slippery like really slippery yeah. and i'm going and i get down to the steep part fine because i'm like smart and taking my time <laughs> and i'm soaking wet too like dude that's yeah. the thing like i'm not used to in colorado like having my feet and legs and like 
everything's soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going along, and all of a sudden, dude, I'm going down. It's a downhill, so the grass is like slippery, slipperier. Is that a thing? <laughs> slipperier. Yeah. And and I freaking like banana peel like Marvin, the other dude in Home Alone, just fly like feet fly out underneath me. Oh my god! And I land on my back, and for like a set, and then I like pop up because I'm like I don't want to be embarrassed, and I'm like I'm gonna be embarrassed by all these sheep. No one's <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. And I pop up, and I'm like oh, I'm good. I'm like whoa, that was nuts, dude! I just like banana peel slipped. <laughs> And I take two more steps like an idiot and I do it again. Well, it, oh. but this time, so the first time I was fine, this time there's this tiny little rock, like about the size of a paperweight. A loaf yeah. of bread. Yeah, basically uh... like a loaf of bread. No, there's like a tiny rock the size of like a silver dollar, just mm-hmm. barely sticking out of the ground. And the side of my knee just smashed it so hard. So hard that I thought I broke my leg. Like legitimately thought I broke my leg. And I stand up and I've never done this when I fall in trail running. Like I stand up and I give myself a pep talk because it hurts so bad. Like my legs (laughs) numb. You know how they say when you break your leg, like it goes numb because it's like the body's defense mechanism so you can like escape from danger before feeling the pain okay okay. it's like some weird like Mm -hmm. mechanism with like your neurons or something and adrenaline is Mm -hmm. part of that so i like get up my legs like numb and tingly and i'm like giving myself a pep talk i'm like you're okay no you're you're fine you're fine you're okay you're okay and i'm soaking wet at this point and it hurts so bad and I'm probably like three miles from anywhere, like nobody's around. And I'm like, oh my God, I think I broke my leg in the middle of a field. And then I realized why they call it fell running. I, I'm pretty sure I'm like 90% <laughs> sure. Cause you just fall like an idiot. <sighs> and luckily for me, like it was fine. Like I did try to run a couple more times in Iceland and it hurt so bad. I was like, I need to rest this guy. Oh my gosh. But, it was scary, dude. It was scary. And I'm like, that could happen anytime I trail run, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, yeah. And you're then you're in a place that's hard to get to for a majority of the public. <laughs> yeah. Know? Fit people have to come find you. Yeah. Because then fit people have to get you down. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. And then, yeah, so that was eye-opening. Which is ultimately really badly bruised knee. It was, and I limped down, yeah. and I kind of like did a weird limp shuffle down mm-hmm. the rest of the trail. And but it, <laughs> man, it was the tiniest rock too. I was like, "Oh, are you kidding me? Like, there's no other rocks in this field, and I fall on the one." But <laughs> so, yeah, man. as someone that's uh, clumsy, this could happen more than you realize. <laughs> it could, yeah, no, for sure. But so there was that one. That was a misadventure. Um, we'll talk probably more about the trip at some point. But my other one was another like, oh, this could have been dangerous situation. Um, But basically I went out, I went back out to Desert Rats, you know, like. Oh, uh, yeah, you visited that, didn't you? I went out for like the last day. That was it. I didn't go for the whole week this time. Um, Long story, that's not really that long. But there was someone we wanted to film uh, coming back for the second year. No spoiler alerts. (laughs) but we wanted to film this person uh the second year coming back um 
with the chance that they finished. And so I went back out, but there's like a 10 mile section of that race that we skip for some reason. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a logistical thing. So there's 10 miles of the Cocopelli I had never ran. And I'm like, and for years, I'm like, I'm getting out there and I'm running it. I'm like taking that on, you know? <laughs> and so I pull into the campground and nobody, like there's one other car there camping. Cause it is hot, dude. I mean, I've talked about it on the show, but it, yeah, we've covered it. It's, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. And nobody's out there camping. So I pulled in, I'm like, okay. And I just changed in my clothes real quick to go for a run. And I start running down this 10 mile section. It's cloudy. So it's not too bad yet. And I get halfway and like, I have a bunch of water. Like I'm not an idiot. Like I stocked up on water. Um, but I get halfway and then I'm like, I could turn and go down the road and it would cut out like six miles or I could turn back around and do 10, like 20 miles, like a 20 mile run. And I was like, I'll turn around. Like, I don't feel that bad. And as soon as I turned around, the sun peaked out and I realized that I'm a man who does all of his runs at like five in the morning, yeah, yeah. not at peak day, a hundred plus degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just got brutal, like real fast. And all I had was like this tiny bag of Sour Patch Kids <laughs> that I found in my car. Oh and there's nothing grosser than Sour Patch Kids and like boiling hot water. Yeah, that's like, that's rough. Like the water didn't quench me at all. Like I'm glad I I'm had not. it, but I was like, like you drink it and then just you'd be like with your tongue. Like, what is this? Like this didn't quench my thirst. And the last three miles of that, like I had to dig deep for the last three miles. It was a 20 mile run. I had to dig deep. And like, I was turning my hat bill to block the sun wherever it was. Yeah. Like as I turned and I realized like, nobody's out here. <laughs> my mom's gonna listen to this episode. I know. I know. <laughs> but I realized that too. I was like, nobody's here. Like, oh my God. you can't just sit down. Like nobody's gonna like magically pull up. <laughs> and I get oh. back, I, I like made it, spoiler alert. Like I'm here. Right, you're there. But you had to actually, you having to dig deep, like after all these years of trail running and as fit as you are, yeah, to find yourself out that far and go, get myself into a pickle. <laughs> like I'm, yep. I'm in a spot. I got myself into a spot right oh, now. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I try hard. Like, well, and then it gave me another perspective for that race. I'm like, I've ran it twice. I went out and filmed it one year. And yet I go out and do this 20 mile run. And I'm just like looking around. I'm like, how do people do this? How do, how do people run like you want it five days? How do people, yeah, I was like, how do people, cause then that night I pulled into their camp and I was talking to people and I'm like, I don't know how you guys are doing this. They're like, you've done this twice. And I'm like, twice. I'm like, I know, but I don't, I don't understand. Like what the hell? Um, so it's still, it gave me like a new appreciation for how insane that race is. And I got back to that camp and it's by the Colorado river. It's my, one of my favorite camping spots out here. Yeah. And just fully like vest, shoes, hat. I just slowly walk into camp and the other dude, the one guy who was camping there, it was like, you look like you earned that dude. Cause I just walked into the river fully clothed <laughs> and I was like, nothing on earth has ever felt that good 
I've never experienced like that kind of crazy heat and then to walk into running water. I've never done that as a, as a way of like healing after a, a run at all. It's, that sounds awesome. It's the best feeling. Like if aliens came down to earth and you were like, you had to like show them like three things like to keep them from destroying <laughs> earth. Why you always got to make it such a weird <laughs> so if aliens came down dude three things that i would have them experience so they would like be like i get it we're gonna not blow this planet up (laughs) is laundry right out of the dryer like i would just i would put like a sweatshirt in a dryer and be like alien put this on and i'd throw it on them the second one i would put them in my car roll down the window and have them do this with their hand outside the window with the hand thing And then the third, I would put him on a 20 mile trail run in the <laughs> desert. And afterwards, we just walk into the water fully clothed. And I would look that alien right in the eyes and it would look me in its eye, in my eyes. And it, we would, I would just nod at it. I would be like, mm hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And the alien would be like, mm hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then we'd like telekinetically high five because it has telekinetic. <laughs> And you will have saved Earth. This is your... That's my plan to save Earth. That's your yeah. Independence Day. <laughs> your Independence Day, whatever the Lost in Translation one is, arrival. <laughs> I will not go silently into the night. Let me warm up this thing in the dryer, alien. <laughs> I, can, I can fly. I'm a pilot. It's my favorite line of that. No. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, but yeah, man, that was pretty much uh, the main misadventures. I had a lot of adventures, though, dude. It was cool. Like, I took mm-hmm. of my oldest paddleboarding a bunch. and Paddleboarding? Okay. I got to climb a 14er with my friend Thomas Mullins, who's a legend. Um, which, which 14er did you guys We did out? Mount of the Holy Cross. It's been on my list forever, and I just, I don't know why I never got out How to How far it. away is that from where you are? It's like, it was like two hours to get to our campsite, which was like okay. right at the base. Um, it was awesome though, man. It was just such a good day. Like once again, there's something about like just being in the woods with someone and walking with them and you have nothing else to do but talk about stuff and you just share your ideas and well, you know. I see why they call it Mount of the Holy Cross. Though. Yeah, it has like a cool R where like it doesn't melt. Mm-hmm. in the summer and it looks like a cross so cool. it was cool man and thomas is like the coolest dude and i really look up to that guy and respect him and uh yeah it was a great great day and then we took the girls me and my friend cornejo and james uh adamson who filmed our movie we drove one of the first things we did is we drove like way high up into the mountains and just backcountry camped with them uh hey which is a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah man, it was just a good summer, dude. You fish? Summer. I'm, fishing involved in any I'm fishing next weekend. And Thomas Mullins is a like, he hikes with a little fly rod, like a Tenkara. Nice. And if he ever passes a lake, he'll just bust that out and catch a bunch of fish probably. And that's like the thing that is a passion of his is those high Alpine lakes out in Colorado. Yeah. And he has the skill, the technique, um, the endurance to go hike to all these carrying fishing stuff yeah and he'll just go hike up and then go fishing and it sounds like the best way to spend that sounds awesome there's fish in like the well i guess i'm just picturing mountain pools they like stock them sometimes too like they like that's actually done at like high altitude fish dropped into some of those ponds 
Yeah, there's probably that's... reasons for it that I don't know of, but okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, man. That's a, that, that sounds pretty cool to be able to yeah go fish a, a pond nobody ever could get to even like yeah. can <laughs> can rarely get to. That's cool, man. What uh real quick before we wrap up because I feel bad because I've talked a lot the episode. No, good, but Brady Manriquez, you're in Virginia. I I started trail running in Virginia. I know <laughs> some spots. Do you have like, have you gotten the itch to go out and explore the wilderness there yet? Or like, I know you've been busy moving in and working and hanging out with the Manriquez. I'm, I'm getting pretty like restless. I've been indoors quite a bit. Oh, gosh, what do I have? But you have the best season coming up, dude. You have fall. I, I'm pretty so like, I'm, I'm mission to get outside and go explore around me. Um, Excuse me. I've just been kind of like in my little area. I'm still like gathering stuff. I'm doing target runs. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> at that stage. So I, every every like free moment, I'm feeling like I need to be like I just went to the DMV the other day, getting a couch. I was very proud of you actually for that. And that's a, like a whole nother story. <laughs> I actually had a good DMV experience, which is impossible. <laughs> it's an impossibility. Yeah. Like, but it all kind of coalesced, and I we nailed it. But do you have do you have any goals or like anything specific that you're you're gonna go after over the next few months? Or I, I haven't I haven't pinpointed like anything. I just I know there's a Pocahontas State Park, and I know there's a, like people new to RVA. There's a couple different groups that I belong to, and they regularly will go out to state parks in the surrounding area on a weekend. So I kind of want to like meet people and get out of nature and find some people that have the same kind of like I don't know they they, they want to do the same thing. So that is more on my mind, less than like, let me go run to the, the top of something epic. Yeah, um, it's more like kill a couple of birds with one stone and and meet some new people. But there's that yeah. Pocahontas State Park. That's about the one thing I've looked for and seen. I run this Monument Avenue that's near me. I'm like, okay, that is like that's my daily run. And there's like the James River. Trail that runs sweet, dude. Around. I liked that run. If you're yeah. in a like to trail run in the middle of like an actual city. Like the James River Trail is so mm -hmm. cool because you like step off the city streets, go down a hill like ten yards or whatever, and right. you're on the trail, and but you're in the woods and you're like, yeah. I'm in the middle of a city and I'm in the woods on a trail next to this river. Like it's mm -hmm. really cool. Bell Isle is another good one, and then there's like Forest Hill Park kind of areas where there's also like kind of a cutout. Um, it's like a dirt bike track. And like trick park and stuff like that that's all woven through it too there's there's good trail running in the city that I've, I've done before but getting outside of the city i don't know i'm not sure what i should even be like looking for i Sandy would say hill, malvern hill charlottesville dude go there for a weekend and just find some cool trails and that area or roanoke i mean i don't know how far away all that stuff is from you because i know you're like in the middle of the state but yeah man it's cool but let's see i'm gonna do a little do it mcafee knob the famous appalachian trail thing which is beautiful and is you know how when people like talk about like oh that site's like a famous site like everyone knows about that site and i'm like yeah because it's freaking awesome that's why <laughs> like i realized that in iceland i'm like everyone goes to the same spots i'm like yeah because why wouldn't you look at this this is insane <laughs> dude but uh but yeah so um that's cool man so next time you're on the podcast, 
you're gonna have i'll have something actually like cool to talk about (laughs) yeah that i've gone and explored lassoing something with a copperhead outside of my uh my immediate couple of block radius yeah that's cool man well i'm i'm happy for you dude i and i think it's so cool that you're in the town with your brothers like just i don't know man that sounds appealing kickballing yeah, just bocce ball and kickball, and you're taking Sean Furlong's spot as the top bocce baller on the podcast. <laughs> Dude, we're a good, we're a good team. That was like we had a good little like one, two, three. It was uh, not bad. I surprised myself at bocce ball. <laughs> I don't know kickball. This could be uh, having which, a weak kickball kick. Which Manriquez gets way too intense about sports? It's probably me. You got. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably me like i get one it, it comes with just like uh new guy luck which then follow which follows that as uh overconfidence yeah. and then <laughs> talking too much and then and then the spiral begins that's yeah. awesome dude. i love you like you and your brothers are the classic like three like oldest sibling middle sibling youngest sibling <laughs> dynamics and i'm like oh my god dude brady's middle child this is it's pretty great (laughs) awesome man well thanks for uh starting off season two man we got a lot of cool stuff coming up i think yeah here's the 300 more heck yeah dude 300 (laughs) more before season three (laughs) uh yeah man well i appreciate you man yeah that was cool and just in case i didn't want you to think so i bought this on accident oh yeah no yeah man athletic brewing I didn't know this was a thing. I went to, I, I started drinking it. And I was like, ah, oh, this is pretty good. And I was like, not alcoholic. And it tastes good of, though, huh? It kind of what started me being like, all right, I guess I'm going to not have beers. Yeah. There's a lot of like, it's a lot bad. of ultra, that's big in the ultra running community, just so you know, because people like beer, but also. I, I've never like even heard of that or seen it. And uh, is this an advertisement? Did we get a sponsor? On you know what you should have on is just, i want to hear more i want to have you interview thad because they just kicked off the distillery thing and i'm like, excited i have some like, advertisement for it i've seen the location i know what they're working with and i know kind of the behind the scenes like making of yeah they're, they're now hitting like the ground running with like equipment and product and That's cool. I, don't, I don't know if they're really like if they've gotten the green light that they can fully produce yet from like it's called the TTV. Yeah. But, ah, uh, man, uh, that and Jeremy are going to have some stories to tell from starting a new venture of a new Dude, business someday. That's so. cool, man. I've, I'll be, I'll tell you right now, Thad and I were going to do something this summer for the podcast. Oh, really? We were, I was going to, I didn't have the energy to like edit things and like listen to stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So expect yeah. this next, next time we do summer replays, but I was going to do the ballad of Brady Manriquez. And it was no. just gonna be a bunch of Brady. And I was gonna have Thad sing a song because that's the only one that like sang a song on the podcast ever. Yeah, I did have an original. That's right. Yeah, so he was gonna start us off with the song. So we'll have to look forward to that in the future. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> oh, it's a good movie. Cohen Brothers. Yeah. Anywho, man. Uh always good to talk to you. Anywho's Any who's all right. Talk to you later, buddy. Thank you guys for listening. Season two. Woo! Bye. All right, ladies and gents, that wraps up this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, thank you all for sticking 
sticking with it over the summer. Um, I think I, like I said in the episode, I just needed that uh, kind of break from having too many things on the schedule. Like I am definitely, I have the tendency to like over, like all of my busyness sometimes is like totally self-made. Uh, which is good. Like I like it. Um, but I needed, <laughs> I needed a break from self-imposed, uh, just nonstop busyness. So, uh, but thank you, you know, for for tuning in. If you didn't check out any of the summer replays, like I suge- I highly suggest them. They're some of my favorite episodes uh, from way back when. I tried to pull ones that um, were somewhat near the beginning of starting the show that maybe people had overlooked or anything like that uh especially the the latest one the episode right before this one uh which is about calvin johansson's 14ers project i re-listened to that and it brought me back to like this specific time in my life uh which was really cool for me but also just calvin's stories and his philosophies that he learned from climbing all these mountains are incredible so so yeah i definitely suggest that one um huge thanks to brady for for joining it didn't feel right having a starting the the new whatever season of our podcast in any other way uh so so yeah so thank you brady for doing that you're the best um next week we just we start releasing episodes i got a whole bunch of uh awesome interviews recorded Uh, i have a whole handful of them right now and i'm very excited to dive in so i am rejuvenated i'm excited and hope you are too hope you had a bunch of adventures this summer hope you uh, were able to go out and explore and are still exploring and chasing some big goals so yeah we will get back at you next week